Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmatas Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio, opening up the waves for you to be heard. We are back on the bench room. It is episode 10, live on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. I'm your host, Gorgs. So tomorrow, obviously, is, a, is South African Rugby returns back to our big screens. And what better way to start off this weekend with an interview with all the respective coaches and captains who will partake in the Vodacom Super Fan Day, uh, which sees the Bulls take on the Sharks and the Stormers face the Lions. All these games will be played in Pretoria at the Loftus Fasfeld Stadium. So after the break, we'll hear what the captain and coach of the Stormers, Sia Kulisi and John Dobson have to say in preparation for Saturday's fixture against the Lions. Okay. All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, everyone's obviously seen the team that we announced a little bit earlier. So just to start off, uh, Dobbo, obviously, eight Springboks. It's the strongest team we can. Uh, very exciting for you. Yeah, I think... I think um... It's quite a few changes to the team that played the last game against the Sharks. Uh, and, you know, it's nice to have so many guys like Sia that's back from injury. He's probably the strongest team we could put on the field in the first half. Also wanted to, also where there's a possibility of rugby championship. So it's a really good opportunity to see some other guys in the second half. So they're quite excited generally. Sia, uh, as a player, obviously, you know, Dabo was saying it's been, what, six months since our last game. <laughs> it's obviously exciting for you. Uh, first game since the 1st of February. Uh, personally, are you, how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, it's really been, it's been a tough time when I got injured in the first game. And after that, you know, I was supposed to come back just after the Sharks, you know, and then obviously COVID hit us. But uh, it was really tough to, when double and the coaches send us program and stuff, it's not the same without having the, the banter, you know, and the guys lifting you up when you're tired. It was really tough, but it's also, it's good how to see the guys, how we've come back. You know how Dobos work things to bring us tighter together, you know, with training here and going somewhere, you know, just to build on, on our culture. That's been really good. And the energy in the group this week, I mean, obviously it's the first match week in a while. I mean, has having stepped up? Has everyone been like on it? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you know, whenever the team is announced, you always, that's where you check how the guys are. I mean, our training now was really good, the intensity and, and, and just the culture we're trying to bring. You know, if you know in the team, you fight every training session to try and get in the team next week and how you push the other guy that, that that's a little bit ahead of you, you know. And, and that's really been good. And I love seeing how we've just integrated everybody in, you know, the, the new guys, the guys like Warwick, how we just fitted in, even though it was COVID, you know. We are still having WhatsApp groups and talking, so that's really gone well. Okay. Uh, last week, though, I mentioned the kind of conversations we've been having around Black Lives Matter. Uh, maybe if you could just give an update from your side, where we're at and, and, and where we're <coughs> Yeah, so obviously that's been kind of the biggest conversation that's been happening around the world, you know. And and obviously, I think here in South Africa, we've, there's our own things that we're going through, a lot of social issues. So we've tried to kind of narrow it down to what's happening here in South Africa and our country. And we I mean, we pride ourselves in our diversity in the, in the DHL Stormers team. And one thing that we all know, you know, we all different races, different background and a lot of us decided, like, you know, we all don't have enough ed- education and what's going on. You know, some might have different experiences. So we're like, first things first, Dobo offered to get us somebody to come in and speak to us, you know, get us talking, having the conversations or what's going on around our environment and around South Africa as well. So that's what we, we did as a team. We agreed that we want to have more conversations about this just internally. And then also, like, regarding to this game, you know, we, we know one session is not enough. And we decided as a team that we want this to be a continuous thing until we get the perfect solution and how we can all be united as a team and how that can spread out, you know, uh, throughout the whole system. And then going to Saturday's game, you know, there's so many things that people can do to show their support for this. And we said, as long as we're getting the education and we're learning and growing each week, what someone else does, that's up to you, you know. And, you know, we're not going to judge each other of that. It's all about getting the conversation. And each person is going to have the, we have to respect what they're doing and what the decisions that they're making. And then they'll answer um, for you. You know, if you ask me what am I doing, 
I'll answer for it, and then the next guy will answer for themselves. So that's what we've agreed on. But the main thing is that it's tough that we only had one session for Saturday's game. It was hard for us to say what we we're going to do. But the important thing is that we want continuous education so that we all get to a place where we're comfortable and this environment feels perfect for everyone. Not perfect that we can work together as a group. Yeah, so it's more than just what happens on Saturday. Yeah. It's about what happens after Saturday. 100%. No, 100%. That's what we all... And that came from the players. That's the, the strong thing. And Dobo just said, tell me what you need and tell me what you what I can do to help. And we all sit in with players and management and we talk about this. We have the conversation and that's the most important thing is that if we so proud of our diversity, it's going to show now on how we take on this, you know, head on. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for that. Uh, I think we can turn it over to the journalist now. I'm not sure who's got a question. Uh, okay. Um, I'm, I'll go first. Um, how's it, Sia? How's it, Dobbo? Um, I'm from a, I'm from Adibas Radio. Um, I know Sia pretty well. I just want to ask Sia. Obviously, you've been uh, pretty vocal with um, with the uh, Black Lives Matter and all different kind of movements. Uh, could we see anything special coming from the from the camp for Saturday's game? Um, no, I think I just pretty much said it now. Like we, obviously, we vocal. The main thing about it for us as a team, we we just want equality in our country, equality in the team environment for everyone. You know, we want everybody to be treated uh, the same. And, and, and we're going to show that on the field. You now, obviously, by I'm going to show it in whatever way that I want is either taking a knee or somebody standing up and that's it and we'll come together and hopefully. But the most important thing is the conversations. You can stand there on knee, but you could not be supporting whatever, you know, the important thing is what, how we're feeling am amongst ourselves as a team, you know, so that's what we're going to do. We, like, the players, have, we haven't decided exactly how we're going to do it, but we know there's stuff happening with Vodacom, you know, they're going to do stuff on game day, then we're going to have a couple of minutes or uh, seconds that we can do something on the field, and it's going to be, each person is going to show respect in the way that they want to. All right, yeah, thanks, Sia. Um, to Dobbo, now, Dobbo, I just want to ask uh, you, uh, are there any positives you took out the, out the, the previous game uh, between the Dassies and, uh, <laughs> and the Penguins uh, for, this, <laughs> for this coming weekend's game? The, the Derby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We were trying to find, yeah, no, um, well, obviously, the childish part of the positive is the, the, the lack of injury. Um, the the great positive is like the return of you know guys who've been out for such a year, especially the big spring, yeah, springboks like Sia, Kitsi, Bongi, get them back on the field. Um, I think great awareness about what we've been working on most about our game was where we want to play the game. I thought that was great, good in the game. Um, I think we all in you know we have to be quite sanguine about the fact that we are in you know the talk is that we've got to buy in the first game, and so we've got three weeks. You know if this was a Super Rugby um, preseason, we'd probably be the 7th or 8th of January, because we played on the 1st of Feb. So we can't expect to be absolutely perfect um, this week. Uh, the most important thing is the guys just get battle conditioned, battle hardened, and a few of the things we try and work on. We've still got three weeks of preseason to go. Other teams may have two. So I'm not expecting the perfect product out there, but we will be expecting like max, maximum effort and, and joy. Yeah. All right, yeah, thanks, Robert. Thanks. Robert. <clears throat> Adnan, yeah. Um, as a dear, dear NCR, selection of um, uh, Skara, you know, Bongi is it is the matter of of of, of <laughs> just easy Bongi? Yeah, no, I'm laughing because because we've been giving Skara a hard time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody's been giving Skara a hard time. Preseason's not his sort of comfort zone, you know what I mean? So, no, but he's trained, he's trained really hard. Bongi was a massive injury. You know, you don't get, a, I mean, that's about as severe as you can in terms of a hamstring. So, it's literally just easing him back. You know, we know he's the, he's the national hooker. And, uh, you know, in a funny way, we want to make it um, as easy for him to get back to where he was. And the other, way, other, other thing is, we're also looking at the game, you know, we've got um, two props that are sort of coming through. And I think it would give them a lot of, you know, when that game's finishing and Leon Lyons is a really talented youngster in Yetlin, Who's you know we we back into a place Wilco Lo him and Sazi Sunday so it'd be good for them if they were with, uh, probably arguably yeah one of the best hookers in the world on the field with them even if he's coming back from injury so it works out for us like that. Are you creating your own bomb squad now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the funny thing about rugby is this is the beauty of rugby. Now we we spend six months, nine months of the bomb squad money, and then you go and watch Saracens, 
and they they bench played fifty three minutes or seven of they played seven, you know what I mean and uh, it was incredible Vince Koch seventy nine minutes Jamie George eighty uh, Marco Vinopola sixty nine so that's the beauty of rugby whenever you think you've got it uh, formula it comes back and something else gets evolved so no it was just literally what we thought was best for Bongi and, and the two youngsters with him. Yeah, and a, and a guy like Angelo David, uh, we did speak about him last week, and uh, he did perform. I'm not sure. He created that one try where Sia was too slow there in the corner. You had to name that fight. Mike Mignani. <laughs> no, but I mean, Angelo, we know he's exciting. He's brilliant in 21's last year. We know how good he was with the sevens. He's literally just played himself or trained himself into the team. It's that simple. This guy is electric. Really excited by him, man. Yeah. See, um, talking about uh, that skinning of you in the corner, um, the Lions have picked a very runny um, loose trio with uh, Vince, um, uh, Akiva, and then Jakub Kriel. Um, do you feel that that you guys, uh, as the trio, will, will up for like they can? Yeah. So do you say we will be up for it? Yes. Yeah, yes. no, no, we, I mean, that's what we worked on and that's what Dobo said, you know, he's not, one thing that he wants to make sure that we do is our intensity in the stuff that you don't need talent for, like my hard work, I mean, he, he basically told us, just give everything you can, you know, um, on the field, so we're going to work as hard as we can, we've got a great um, game plan that we're all enjoying and it's tough, we're going to have to be fit for it, so it's a perfect way to, to, to start it up north against the, like the Lions who, who, who run a lot of balls. So it is going to be a lot of work for our Lucys, you know, to make sure that um, we, 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 carry, we keep up with the, with the intensity and obviously make sure that we dominate the, the game line. Because we know if the Lions get all behind you the whole time, you know, Elton is going to be running circles around you. So that's a big thing that we have to work on. Yeah, sorry. Sia, just uh, you mentioned keeping up the intensity. A guy like Nama, uh, Kaba, um, He's, he's um, obviously played last year, but he's a youngster still coming through. And um, just your thoughts on him and, and your interaction with him, and he's obviously trying to learn as much as possible. No, I, you, I respect Nama so much. Uh, he, he was one of those. He's one of those guys that's just been topping everything. He like yeah. he, he strengthened the gym, his fitness on the um, in, in the running, but. The most importantly on the field, you know, how hard he works, you know, he's one of those guys you can't fault in anything. And I'm really encouraged by him in, in the how hard he works. I mean, he's, he's pushing me. I know that I can't rest for a single second, you know, because the environment that Dobo is making, you're not up to standard. It doesn't matter who you are. The next guy is, is, is going to come on. And that's the confidence with, like, I'm not worried. I'm going to go give my best. And if I'm finished, I have no worry because I know Nama is going to even turn it up even more. And he'll probably go longer than I will. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Dobbo, it's quite an exciting center pairing that you've picked with Rick uh, and um, Dan Dupp. Um, you've spoken about them quite highly before. Um, how's Dan Dupp looking before this game and um, what do you expect from those two on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's... it's um... Gee, but I think it's a great you, you uh, Dylan, I think it's a great, a great identification of a really exciting area for us because yeah, it's two different centers. Last time we played was Ruan and Jamie Roberts. And um, the, uh, we, Dan Dupp, to me, like I've said before, to me, if he stays on the field, um, he's a springbok. Uh, he's one of the best centers in the country. And uh, he was playing, uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys would have catched, he played a couple of curtain raises for, you know, we, we were then going to play a Super Sport Challenge, you know, and he was absolutely outstanding in those. And he can play 12 or 13, and we know Rickus has got a huge future. I mean, he, he, I watched again a couple of the games from the under-20s last year for some scouting purposes, and people, that guy was a giant on that, on that stage. So I think it's one of the most exciting things for us um, is this combination. And we've got uh, you know, options going forward, whether Dan goes back to 12, Ruan comes back, really excited about Hasner. He's physically very, he's a very, very strong centre. So, you know, it was a flashpoint at the beginning of the year when we didn't have Dan and we had to get Jamie in, and now we're looking really good there. Dobo obviously having uh, Warwick at the back, uh, he's got he's got ability with both feet, and uh, one of the areas that, that you identified was obviously the uh, kicking composition and so on. Um, how big of a role do you think he's going to play in, in that? No, I mean he's Osir, he's incredible. Uh, he's a most you know like I didn't really know him personally much before. 
but he's the ultimate professional, analyzes game, chases standards of those around him, you know, like his back three with him, his vocal, his kicking game is, is, is really good. I mean, I cannot tell you, you know, I thought, and I don't mean this, literally, I thought Dylan Lates would be irreplaceable. You know, we've lost, he's a great province guy, a great fullback. Um, but to be able to replace him with this is incredible because I think it will add a lot to our kicking game. And I, you know, I, I can't speak highly enough of Warwick Holland as a person, as a professional, what he brings to the team, how he drives standards. Really, you watch, we sit there sometimes as coaches on the side of the field, you watch Warwick do something cheap as hard did he do that. Uh, so I think, in the, yeah, I'm really excited how he's going to produce in this environment. The guys have made him feel very welcome. So it's very exciting. But especially as you're right, and the kicking, that, that, that those, those feet of his are really good. And he identifies space well. Yeah. I'll ask one, uh, Michael, if that's okay. I can still um, very clearly remember the day that Leland, when Leland Dust got, got injured uh, in 2017. And I remember Fletty saying afterwards that that sort of injury is very hard to come back for given back from given how important pace was. Um, can you maybe just say a little bit about how what he's done to, to get back to where he is? And, and I know you coached him when he was a kid. So, I mean, has he, has he still got, the, got what he had when, when, when he was a youngster? Uh, look, I mean, that's part of the reasons why, one of the reasons why he's playing on, on Saturday is that we can give him an opportunity and have a look. Look, he's statistically, Gavin, he's back to where he was. He wasn't quite uh, when he came back from the Sharks. That's just a product of time, you know, not because we did anything right. But um, I think, you know, the, all the coaches got a bet here that once Zuss plays, we're never going to be able to leave him out because he's got that, you know, he's a, this is a... He's big. He's a, in the air. He's brilliant physically. The way he carries, you can hold a ball up and play it inside. You know, ask these guys enjoy him in the wide channel. So, um, yeah, we, you wouldn't have seen because it wasn't a super sport. But we played in an absolute monsoon in Neisner in early January. We played a game the week of superhero, and he was by head and shoulders the best player on the field against the Kings. And then we sort of stalled. And we 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 went. We got caught up in the bomb squad. We went six two. We didn't get one back injury in those first five or six games. So his career was stalling. And I just don't think, unless we throw Zassi in and give him an opportunity, we won't ever see. But in terms of um, his ability, I th I'm, I'm convinced he was where he is where he was. I think when Serge, yeah, we could have pushed Sergio into this, but it's really it's worthwhile having a really really good look at at Llewellyn, you know. Thanks. About just on that, um, uh, he's 14. He's best position going forward. Uh, I've seen him play at 11 most of the time. Yeah, I thought his best rugby. I think you're right, lads. It's really best rugby was 11. Is that red wine, Leighton? What's your pick? Yeah, I agree with you. When he played the best of the Stormers was um, was uh, uh, was at eleven. But he's we've chatted to him. He's comfortable on both. He's, he can step off both feet, both feet kicks. Uh, no, he's, it's it's fine. Our most important thing is that we want to give him a lot of rugby now because I think it's a it's one of the it's a it's a gem there of surfing rugby that we've sort of let get covered. You know. <laughs> Double, yeah, I'm mixing work and pleasure here. Um, <laughs> just, just, just on the on the guys, um, the spring box, the eight spring box you're playing. Um, I, I know you're probably not going to give it away, but how many minutes are you looking at um, giving them? Um, the time on the field, especially if you have to look at, at guys like uh, Michal Asner or someone that's going to replace um, Sia at, at this weekend. No, look, I think there's no, there are rolling subs allowed and we're not taking anybody up there to play 10 or 15 minutes, you know. These guys are all part of the program, especially, you know, we saw the news about the rugby championship looking, you know, with those fixtures being published. So, you know, Nama has to be ready to take over from Sia and they're not going to get a return if he doesn't play. We're close to, we are Sia and I will chat at half time, but close to 40 minutes and he's a real Duracell. Same with, uh, same with Leon Lyons, you know, he could be the guy deputy. So, those guys, we have got the, we've got the luxury of rolling subs, so... You know, if Nama goes on and he gets injured, Yasir can come back. Uh, well, theoretically, he can. <laughs> but, uh, so, no, I want to get, you know, we, we have to be responsible. We could be in a position where 12, 13, 15 of us are on the aeroplane, of us, the, of, of our team are on the aeroplane to Australia later in the year or New Zealand. So, um, that's why we, we, we they'll all get substantial game time.
Well, that was captain and coach Sia Kulisi and John Dobson of the Stormers. Now we all hear what their opponents, the Lions, have in store for Saturday's game against the Stormers. It's um it's great to have some old guys back, some previous Lions guys, some some new guys. Um, first of all, I think as everyone will be, they're obviously very excited to to get going again after a long break. But um, they definitely brought a bit of um, calm heads, a bit of leadership. Um, but it's also it's also because because some of them are, are brand new to the Lions. Um, it's it's nice for us to see. Um, if they understand our systems, to see how they, how they, um, working, working with the guys. So, so, it's a, it's a little, yeah, definitely calm heads, definitely um, energy from their side, definitely one or two ideas that uh, that challenge us, which is good. Um, so yeah, we're excited, excited for them to to join and, and to to see what we can can do this weekend. Hi Brendan. Uh, yeah, we we're really fortunate to have uh, loose forwards with with good speed, um, good agility. Uh, the way we the, the way we we've played, and I don't think we'll play too far from that. Is um, we do use them in, in the loose on, on attack, um, and in defence they they work well. Um, they they great connection between between certain players. So so the loose forwards for us traditionally at the Lions plays a a big uh, fitness and mobility role and um, yeah, having having quick mobile loosies is definitely a benefit for us. Anyone else? Hi Anu, possible you can for Can I can I ask you can. Ons is bezig om te record, ons gaan het edit en dan sal het uitgestuur word. Ok, baie dankie. Um, coach, dit dit kortliks, um, hoe belangrijk is, um, hoe belangrijk is hierdie eerste oefenloopje, maar hierdie superkrachtmeting vir julle as span aan die aanloop van die eerste plaatse competitie wat gaan begin? Ja, dit is verseker vir ons een geleentheid om te kyk waar ons is as een span in termen van um, ons systeme. Ons het, um, ek denk, allemaal, allemaal sal een of twee nieuwe goeders tafel te bring. So dit is vir ons een ongelooflike geleentheid om die nieuwe ouwens um, wat, wat by ons aangesluit het om te kyk of, hoe hulle inpas. En dan is dit ook vir ons een geleentheid om um, na die eerste 6 wedstrijde in Super Rugby um, rarig te kyk of ons harde werk wat ons ingesit het um, waar ons trak met dit. So vir ons, eerstens is die voorrug om weet kan speel, um, ons het rarig hierdie gemis, ons weet dat um, dat daar rarig nogal hardseer, hardseer in wereld buiten is en, en dat, die, dat die virus um, rarig een groot inpak gehad het. So vir ons is dit eerstens ons is dankbaar om weet kan speel, dit is een geleentheid vir ons as een span om om mekaar op te lig, maar ook om die, om die gemeenskap en die ondersteuners een kans te gee om om te kyk hoe ons goed doen en met wat sy passie ons, ons die ding doen. En dan, ja, geleentheid om te kyk waar ons rarig is. Um, ons sien uit om tegen die stommers te speel. Hulle het, op, hulle het verseker um, a, a pak, pak voorspelers wat ons, ons setpiece altyd onder pressure sal sit. So, dit is vir ons greid om te sien waar ons is met dit. Um, hulle is gewoonlijk een lekker fysische span. So, dit is vir ons om op, op aanval en verdediging gaan vir ons een goeie toets wees. So, ons sien uit daarna. Wat is jou as spelers doel wat jylle natuurlijk jy amper 6 maanden was jylle weg in die spel geweest wat is um, jou persoonlijke en wat is die spanse doelwitte vir, vir, vir hierdie wedstrijd en vir die volgende paar weken? Ja, um, as man net uh, as deel van ons voorbereiding um, ons het soos, soos Kes sê, ons baie dankbaar dat ons uh, weer terugkom by, by rugby en te doen wat ons, wat ons geboren is om te doen en, en het te doen met passie um, vir ons is het net om, om weer mense te inspireer en en net weer op die veld te kom. Um, ons het baie dinge gedoen af van die veld af, maar om dit nou achter die recht te sit en, en om, die, om die groot werk in te sit wat ons eindelijk gemaakt is om te doen, om rugby te speel. Just on this, I mean, how does this compare to a normal team? And I know, I know everyone's chomping at the bit to get back on the field and, and um, there's some rugby again, but I mean, in terms of the excitement as compared to a normal 
to, to me, Brendan, can I answer? Well, yeah, both, both seasons. Okay. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting interesting situation for us where everything's going to be a little bit unknown um, with with uh, with the COVID protocols and um, fans not being there and masks on, masks off. So I mean, we we're ready to embrace the challenge. We're ready to to adhere to whatever we have to do, but it's also an opportunity for us to, to as a team, to, to go out, to grow, to really um, play for one another, to to see where we are and, and really test our, our physical fitness, um, test our conditioning, test the, where we are in, in collisions. Um, so there's, there's a real excitement between the guys and it's more a fact of, of just um, almost getting back to, to normal, whatever the new normal is. Um, so for us, it's, it's a great way to, to test our systems, to, to test um, how it's going to be to play without fans. How's it going to be to, to for instance, in the team room, uh, one or two small things, to be to have social distance, for instance, in the team room. Uh, so, so stuff like that, for, it's an opportunity for us to, to experience it, to grow. And uh, for, for us, it's important to, to just move on to the next thing in terms of mindset. So you can, you can complain about it or you can use it as an excuse. But for us, it's important to to have a next job mentality, to have a um, no victim mentality around that, and to embrace the challenge. Um, Cash, Nedbet, um, excuse Brendan. Um, Cash, hello, we're going it. Um, Cash, Nedbet, um, your center bar, I mean, burger, it's my daughter, um, you get now, um, you get ingeslotten dinge, you get high so hard, you get so van rots in the middleveld, and that you have by a nimble and skillful house, so it's one day, is jy um, baie opgewonde oor hoe komplementerend die kombinasie moendlik kan wees? Hallo Hans, uh, ja, dit is vir ons een kruid geleendheid om te sien, soos jy sê, Burger is een uh, lekker fysische binnencenter, hy het baie ervaring, uh, want die kruid X-factor, hy het die vermoe om, om my oud een op een te klop, um, so dit is vir ons een goeie geleendheid om, om hulle te sien, maar, maar ook die, die tweede centerpaar met Dan Kriel en Manny Ras is, is baie soortgelijk, so uh, Manny en Wandy het al, al redelijk saamgespeel, um, Dan en Burger ken mekaar goed, so ons weet ons kan, ons kan groot en visies gaan en ons kan, ons kan rats en agile gaan, so dit is vir ons een goeie geleendheid om, om te kyk hoe die, hoe hulle meng. Skies, en dan net, en dan net ook met Roan wat, wat terug is, um, hy is om my dadelijk ook weer in die saad, en hy moet sêke eindelijk voel asof hy nooit weg was nie, want hy ken die stelsels. Ja, dit is, dit is, Ons, ons het amper al groot geworden met Roan, so ek was, uh, toe hy onder 19 was, was, was ek bevoorig om, om hulle trainer te wees, so, nee, dit uh, is daar een van die, die ginsling stoele wat, uh, wat terug is in die huis, so Ricky, Ricky en Stoor gewees, uh, maar hy is terug, nee, hy het kruid, in, kruid ingeskakel, sy, sy werksetiek, um, sy, sy attitude elke dag was, is ongelooflik gewees, so dit is vir ons lekker as, as syke spelers terug is. Awesome. Ash, um, Sim, Kevin, Given how sort of um, the beginning of Super Rugby the last time around went, what are the um, what have the you know the, the massive sort of work-ons been for you know this part of the season? I don't even know how to call it. Hello, Sim. Um, yeah, obviously, returning back now was a lot different than the preparation in uh, December, January. Uh, just the fact that we were only allowed to do, do things in groups of fives um, changed quite a bit of things for us, but uh, definitely for the positive. Um, we could focus a lot more on the individual player, we could focus a lot more on the strength of conditioning, we could focus a lot more on the detail. So we, we're really excited to see uh, almost the puzzle coming together now. Um, so in terms of, of team, we haven't really spent a lot of time in team, so it's a great opportunity for us there. But as individual, we're definitely well prepared. We, we're ready for collision, we're ready for, for intensity. Um, so we're excited to see what the guys can bring together um, as a unit. And uh, yeah, stuff we worked on, like I said, we, we really focused on, on individual stuff. So individual work comps, individual collision readiness. That was coach Ivan van Rooyen of the Lions. I remember the Stormers will be taking on the Lions at 7 p.m. on Saturday. So up next, we'll have a chat with Sean Everett, the coach of the Sharks, as his side takes on the Bulls. Okay, guys, I'm going to kick off just, uh, you know, formally. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us uh, during this uh, virtual presser. Um, 
with us our head coach Sean Everett. I'm now gonna open the floor to questions. Go through, you can fly. Traditionally, Mike starts it off, so I might as well. Yes, Mike. <laughs> Sean, um, uh, just your, your uh, just your general thoughts, please, on what you guys are looking to get out of this day. Resumption of rugby, Curry Cup, a couple of weeks' time. What What's this uh, day all about for you guys? I'm like, in short, it's about preparation. Um, obviously, with being out for seven months, um, we need to we've had to reinstall our game model and revise it and make sure that the guys have a good understanding of what we're trying to do. Um, we're taking a few youngsters with on Saturday, so we would like to measure where they are as far as our game model's understanding is concerned. But at the same time, you know, we also want to see where we are um, in terms of uh, tempo, accuracy and, and conditioning point of view. Um, so, you know, we, we did finish well in Super Rugby, but that doesn't mean that we know where we are right now. Oh. Sean, uh, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it must have been at least seven months because I haven't spoken to you in that time. But um, I remember at the start of the year, you you're talking about how you were sort of almost disadvantaged in a way playing in Durban at, in, in, I think it was the end of January you played the Bulls. And then of course you went into February and, and March and then the season was over. Uh, now you're going to be playing, you're going to be playing in Durban in December. Um, how much, how's that going to, how's that going to impact in your game? I mean, it's going to be like, like, in, like Japan. Yeah, I think, I think funny enough, the weather in December is more favorable than it is in February and March. And I think you would know that from your running experiences here in Durban. Um, but yes, it, it, it could prove to be tricky. I said, fortunately, you know, we train in the, in the humidity and the heat, you know, on a daily basis. So we're quite accustomed to it. I think it would probably be more of a challenge for the opposition than us. Um, and you know, at times like we did when we were able to go overseas, you know, we might need to tweak our game plan according to the conditions that are offered to us. Well, you've got a couple of new players, um, Berna and Marnie, uh, probably the most high-profile. What are you hoping to get from them, and to, to what degree will your players change your style of rugby or, or vice versa? No, well, those are the players that we brought in that, that suits the way we want to play. Um, as you know, Marnie is a dangerous expected top player, um, multi-skilled. And, and really versatile, um, and he offers us something in the mould of Kerwin Bosch as well as Fussy if he were to play fullback. So you know, I'm excited to see how he goes on Saturday. He's been outstanding at training, um, and then obviously Werner, as we all know from Sevens, is a workhorse, and we we a team that likes to display energy and enthusiasm on the field, and he epitomises that. Um, so it's exciting to see what he can offer with his work rate. Uh, we'll be starting him on a wing and then playing, playing him a little bit at centre in the second half. But um, obviously with a work rate like that, it does give us more options. Thanks. And uh, Coach, just a word with the guys who are injured. Um, we have guys like Apelile Fasi, who's uh, not in contention this week, but we saw um, doing very well um, during Super Rugby. So just a word on them and how... Um, when can we expect to see some of those guys returning? Yeah, firstly, shame. You know, it's quite devastating for him because you know his injury came at a time where you know people were talk, talking him up to be, you know, a Springbok later this year, and rightfully so because the form that he displayed in in, in Super Rugby certainly made him a, a strong candidate to wear the number 15 jersey. Um, but you know, in rugby, these injuries happen. You know, there's there's other guys that missed out on World Cups because of injury and, you know, in this day and age, I suppose, you know, we feel sorry for a guy like Fussy, but he's a young chap, he'll bounce back, he's full of energy and we're going to miss him, make no mistake, you know, you, any, anyone that has Springbok candidates in their team would, would miss those quality players, so that it would be no different for him. Sean, just looking at that injury list, that's um, sort of half a dozen injuries to some quite key players. Um, obviously, you don't know, want to pick up another half a dozen on, on Saturday. But um, is, I mean, is it just bad luck? Uh, is it because this, the contact has kind of been hastened upon you, trying to get ready? Is it uh, what do you put it down to? No, I think, Mark, it's more it's it's, it's bad luck. You know, um, you know, we we always review our injury list and we see if we can find the source or the 
you know, the, the source of the problem, but they're pretty much freak uh, and, and unique incidents. Um, my dosh was running, dribbling a rugby ball and, and missed it and, and, and did some hamstring damage, but he should be up for selection for the first round against um, the Lions. Um, and then Sabu, unfortunately, um, had two props fall on him at training in an awkward way, um, which compressed his sternum. And we're looking forward to him being back, but he'll be a little bit longer. Um, and then we've had things like rolled ankles, which, which are minor, um, but obviously players that won't be ready for this weekend. So it's more of, of you know, freak and unique injuries rather than because of training overload and not being ready for contact. Uh, Sean, you talk about, you know, you're talking about, they're talking about, sorry, Mark was talking about Springboks and, and, and key players and so forth, but you're going into a competition where there's still a chance, I mean, there's still a chance that, we'll, that the Springboks will go to rugby championships, in which case you won't have any of your Springboks and you might if they have to spend send an extended squad, you might have quite a lot of guys missing. How, how difficult is it to, to prepare for a campaign when you, you don't know how long guys will be available for? I mean, there's a chance that you'll only have them for two games and then they'll disappear. Yeah, that preparation started a while ago, um, Gavin. Um, you know, we, we've, we've looked at two squads. We've looked where we're short from a recruitment point of view. Um, but we've also seen it as an opportunity to grow our youngsters. Um, in that second round of the competition should the box be gone. Um, I know it'll be a tough task for them, but we've got the best in their position and age group in the country. So we mustn't underestimate how good these young guys are. But what they do need is is game time and, and a bit of curry cup experience so that they can step into an international competition next year. So that would they would be our backup. Um, and then obviously we, we do have guys in the Older guys that are in the, in the larger squad that would get an opportunity to to prove themselves as well. Jordan's Craig here from uh, Cape Town. Sorry, my my camera's not uh, cooperating, but I was just wondering about your approach at uh, Scrum Off. I mean, there's been talk of obviously, as you say, backing the youngsters and just Sorry about? the the Scrum Off depth you've got and just backing the the younger Scrum Offs. Um. Yeah, you know, we got Sanelli and Jaden Hendricks uh, and a guy that hasn't had much game time due to injury over the last 18 months in Grant Williams. Um, you know, we're looking at quick scrum offs that can get around the field and obviously be a threat on attack as well as counter-attack because sometimes they are the link between forwards and backs on counter. Um, and Sanelli proved in Super Rugby that, you know, that he's got a mature head on his young shoulders. Um, and Jaden Hendricks, uh, who... We haven't seen much of at the Sharks because he's been away on under-20 duty. And we mustn't forget that they were having camps earlier this year and would have gone to the Junior World Cup in June. Um, so we didn't bring him in because he would have had to have fulfilled those those commitments. So Jaden was voted the best under-20 player in South Africa last year, um, and rightfully so. So we feel that those two players deserve the opportunity and with, with experience around them, um, with um, Akua and Bosch and Amani Leibok, and even guys like Lukanya, I'm Jeremy Ward and Marius Lowe, and Nochi at eight, and a guy like um, Henko Fenter, that these little young lions, I call them little, but the, the young lions will be well looked after. Um, Grant Williams is going to get an, a good opportunity as well. He is as quick as a Makazola Mapimpi. Um, so he's a dangerous player, and like I said, he's been he's been around. He's just it's been unfortunate that that he's carried injuries, but it, he's back to full fitness and ready for an opportunity. So we've got good depth at nine, um, although we've lost experience in Cameron Wright and Louis Schroeder, and these youngsters have big boots to fill. Thanks. Uh, Sean is at nine. Mohammed here from Cape Town. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you, Mohamed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean, I just wanted to know, you spoke about depth and so on, um, especially recently, because a guy like Zane Davis that you've now uh, signed. What is the status? How long will he be able to play? Um, and how do you see his role going forward at, at the Sharks? Well, I've been quite a huge fan of Zane Davis since um, I watched him play for Rondebosch first team against DHS, where he single-handedly beat 
their first team, which was actually a very good team at the time. So, and obviously Zane's form in the sevens. We're looking for out-and-out fetches, and I believe that Zane can do that job. So what we've done initially is brought him in. Um, he's done his medicals this week, and he took part in his first training session this morning. And we're hoping that he can grow and develop into an open side flanker for us at the Sharks. Um, we don't know when the international seventh circuit will resume, so hopefully we're able to hold on to Zane for a longer period of time so that he can develop into our system. Is he, is he a lone player at the moment? How, how does it work? Yes, he's on loan at the moment. They don't have any rugby being played um, at the moment in Stellenbosch. So he's here training with us. Likewise, Miller Duplessis, who we brought in, who we had a, a, a part deal with SA7. Okay, thanks very much. John, I was just wondering in terms of maybe something a little bit off-field, but I'm sure it's going to be a, a talking point on Saturday, just for, you know, how the players maybe react to kneeling or not kneeling and the BLM movement. I know SA Rugby over the last day or two have mentioned they've sent out a, a little memo to the unions. Just maybe if you could touch on what the discussions have been internally and how you guys have, have approached the, mm-hmm. the topic, because I know you've, you've kind of been very open about the way you see colour in that subject. Yeah, well, as we all know, we embrace diversity um, at the Sharks. Um, but at the same time, you know, we need to respect players' cultures and, and, and backgrounds. Um, we get on really well at the Sharks, everyone. Um, we've got a good vibe here. And I think SR Rugby have delivered a, a directive and we'll follow suit. And Coach, just a word of play behind our closed doors. Obviously, this is the first time something like this is going to be happening here in South Africa or in the world. I can't hear you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Just a word on uh, actually playing behind closed doors. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be weird for everyone. Um, but, um, you know, I've coached club rugby before where on a Friday night you get the spectator and maybe a dog if you're lucky and a couple of first aiders and a and our opposition coaching staff. Not many people come out and watch that, so I'm sure it's going to be pretty similar. Um, but it will be interesting, and I don't think anyone's phased about the spectators. I think it's more about being excited about getting on the field and giving people an opportunity to watch the game they love in South Africa. Any further questions? I've lost your sound, Gavin. Un- unmuted. Sorry, um, just uh, arguably, um, you were the well. It's not arguably. It was. A, I think it's pretty. It's a fact. You guys probably were the, were the ones that were most hurt by the break when it came, in the sense that you were you were you were doing quite well, and, and, and everything was coming together. Whereas there's other teams probably that that benefited from from having a, a, a break. I mean, I know it's a weird thing to say because nobody wants the coronavirus. But how frustrating was it for for it for it to, to break when it did and 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 how much are you going, did, have you needed to tweak in the interim? Because you've, it, looked, it looked like you had everything sort of down pat when, when, when the break came. Yeah, I think we were happy where we were. But, you know, I'm also a realist, Gavin. Um, you know, we're very fortunate from an injury point of view. Um, the long piece even that we had prior to Super Rugby obviously enabled us to do a lot of, a lot of work on the things that we had changed. And I think that worked for us. And then, obviously, an ex- a successful tour and then coming home and winning those two games. Yes, we were on a roll. Um, I think if, if I could have added another way, I would like to have played the Chiefs at home before I buy to see where we were in, after round one. But, you know, we don't have control over these things. And, and to dwell on the past, you know, is, is something that I don't do. I think we need to look forward to see where we're going. Um, you know, it's just sad for the players that played their last season with us, the guys like Louis Schroeder, Tyler Paul, and, and, and Andre Estes, and that they weren't able to see the season out because they haven't had opportunities of, of winning Super Rugby. Not saying that we we're going to win it, but we, you know, we were looking good at that stage. But it's all even, even slate now. Um, you know, the Bulls have done some really good recruiting, likewise the Lions. Um, so it will be a whole different competition. You know, the, the team makeup that we have at the moment is is vastly different, as you'll see on Saturday, to the one that finished off Super Rugby. 
So it was, for us, it's, it was back to the drawing board and to see how we could improve on, on, a, on our good start in Super Rugby. You mentioned Andre Esterhazen. Um, he seems a, a particularly big loss um, in terms of the sort of game that you were playing. I mean, have you, are you having to make adjustments because, because he's gone? I'm just talking about, you know, the go forward he gave you guys. Yeah, well, you know, you don't often get Andre Estazens in rugby. So, you know, Andre's at 114 kilograms, you know, he's 194 meters, 1.94 meters. Um, so, yeah, it is a big loss. But, you know, Andre's more of a loss for us because he's been in the system for some time. Um, and, you know, he's a good leader within the group. And, and players follow him. And he gives, they take a lot of confidence out of him. And particularly this year because of his performance. So, yes, it is a loss, but at the same time, you know, we never replaced Andre at the shots because I also felt that it was now an opportunity for Marius Lowe and Jeremy Ward to come through. You know, they've been waiting in the wings for three years, four years now. They've been in our system, they understand it, but just due to the fact that Andre was playing so well, they never got game time. Um, and we've also been lucky with Andre that he doesn't get injured either, you know, and that's a miracle in the way that he plays. So it's a great opportunity for, for Marius and Jeremy to, to fight it out for the number 12 jersey. And also a good opportunity for us to see where, where they are and, and how we can use them. They're both fighters. They're strong personalities, physical rugby players and strong defensively. So they are in the Andre mold. They're just not as big and heavy as he was. Thanks, Tom. Uh, another Cape Town here. With Fassi out, will you be considering either Cohen or Mali Labok uh, playing at 15? Yeah, you know, I, think I said earlier in the year that, that I see Cohen as a fly-off. It doesn't mean that we can't play him at fullback. But um, the, one of the reasons why we brought Mali in was that we would have a cover at fullback. In Super Rugby, had we lost um, Fassi through injury, we probably would have had to make a plan with one of the wings moving to fullback, um, as we didn't have too much depth in that position. Um, we've also got Guta Chamberlain, who's comfortable at 10 and 15. So we do have versatile players that can fulfill that role. But Kerwin will get the first shot at the number 10 jersey, and he would have to lose it for someone to take it over. Don, just I saw Dabo in the week saying that um, he thinks the Stormer side now after lockdown might might be able to possibly beat the stormer side that you guys beat last game. Um, I know you mentioned uh, the fact that you you don't want to talk about the past, but um, do you think uh, there were things that, that that your side needed to work on that you can still improve? Like in his case, he said like in the kicking game and so on, and uh, that's what they identified, and they would be better now uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for us, it was polishing up, you know, the finer detail of what we try to put together in the pre-season. And, um, you know, we had a broader plan for Super Rugby. Um, but there were a lot of, like I said, a lot of detail. And you talk about Dobbo and the kicking game, you know, we got a great return on our contestable kicks. We got 73% back in, in within three phases. So that worked for us, but it's hard to get better. We need to get that to 100%. And that's what I'm talking about. If we can regather more than 73%, we know that we're going to have a lot of turnover ball to play with. Um, so it's things like that. I think our decision-making at the breakdown gave us opportunity in our small groups to work on that when we're out contact. And I also think our work rate, although we, we showed a lot of energy on the, on the field, there were times where maybe we didn't work as hard as we could. And with the opportunities that we had with, with large amounts of running over the lockdown period, I think you'll see... Um, a better Sharks outfit as you, in, in those departments as we did earlier in the year. Great, thanks. Any further questions? Uh, you on the Bosch, you don't mind? Yes, go ahead, Craig. Sure, I was just wondering if maybe one of the positives of uh, the lockdown and the extended training that you guys did, um, you know, whether it be in smaller groups and then when you were able to get back into contact, were you able to, to focus on on a different form of training, certain skills, um, kind of really being sp specific on, on things that individually you wanted guys to work on. I mean, did you guys, you know, enforce anything new in, re in regards to your training protocols or, or anything different that you kind of got the players to do that maybe will be beneficial in the long run? 
Yeah, I think all the all the franchises would have experienced the same thing. So it was an opportunity for us from a conditioning point of view to improve. Although the early stages of lockdown, we weren't able to do too much gym work, but we were certainly able to run. So, you know, we're, in that in that area, we did we did improve, um, and we we've got tests and facts to to obviously um, cement those. And um, we also had lots of opportunity to work on individual skills. So if you're kicking contestables, obviously we need, we would like to catch all of them. Um, so individual skills were important, our catch and pass. And like I said, tackle technique, et cetera, because we changed our def- defensive system in, 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 in super rugby, but we hadn't quite mastered, you know, dropping the, the height of the tackle. So all the players worked hard on their individual skills. And those are things that you don't often have time to do. Um, and normally only do once um, pre-season starts and then players tend to get a little bit slack with with that regard. But anyway, yeah, so I reckon from an individual point of view, the guys have improved quite a lot. Uh, Sean, Mike here. Um, we saw with the, the New Zealand and then the Australian um, local competitions, uh, the players initially sort of struggled a bit with the new interpretations and the breakdown, the referees seem to ping them quite a lot. Is, is this a concern? Um, it's, you know, there, there, there aren't any new laws, um, and I think everyone has to understand that. What, they, what they're just going to focus now is, is, is blowing what, what should have been blown over the last couple of years. And I'm talking about tacklers rolling away, um, players diving into rucks, players not staying on their feet um, from an attacking point of view when they're cleaning out at the breakdown, players coming in from the side. Those are all laws that, we, that we're familiar with. Um, I think the refs have just taken this opportunity as well to refocus on those laws to make the game better. Um, so we've worked hard at that as well. We've got a, a young ref um, in our system, Black BT, who looks after our laws at training and in our team meetings, um, and he's worked hard. Our players have done um, law tests as well, um, same ones that level one referees will do. Um, so, yeah, we've worked hard at that. So, obviously, when there's a refocus, there will be penalties. Um, it's just about us not getting frustrated and, and, and adapting as quickly as possible. Um, in saying that, you know, it's, it's going to be two teams that give away penalties. It won't only... It won't always be one team, so you know I think that also gives us opportunities as well. That was Jake White and Dwayne Fumulin, coach and captain of the Bulls. Remember, they, remember that they will be taking on the Sharks at 4.30 on Saturday. Uh, that concludes the 10th episode of the Benchwarm on Madiba's radio. I'm your host, Gorgs. Do stay tuned next week, same time at 5 to 6 on Friday on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the world.